Let's do it, Tech. Hey. Hi, everyone, and welcome to this episode of Let's Talk Tech, episode number three, where we'll be talking about cloud computing. So I'm your host, Temi. And I'm also your host. <laughs> Sorry, guys, I was just trying to talk to you, Timmy said last time. Yeah. Hi, guys, Tolu here. <laughs> yeah, thanks for joining Let's Talk Tech, another episode. As you all know, we are here in season one doing a tech breakdown series, which is breaking down various technology areas for all of you, our wonderful listeners. So thank you for tuning in. Yes. So as Timmy said, we're talking cloud computing today. So we really hope that you can all learn what cloud computing is, why it matters, and we hope that you're inspired to go find out more or even learn some of the skills to start um, playing and working with it. We have a very special guest with us today. (laughs) Mr. Sam is here to talk to us about cloud computing. So please, Sam, tell us about yourself. Hi, guys. Thank you for having me. My name is Samuel Shobawali. I call myself a cloud protect professional. Hmm. Um, Serious. I'm specialized in AWS mm-hmm. right now. What's AWS? AWS? AWS is Amazon Web Services. I'm sure we'll go, go into details on that um, during this <laughs> conversation. But yeah, I currently work for Accenture as a technological delivery specialist. Um, so, you know, that your my role can be something from a DevOps engineer to a cloud architect, to a cloud engineer. Guys, let me, just, let me just stop Sam there. Sorry, I hate to interrupt. But remember in the intro episode, we said some people think we earn more than we do. These are the people that they think we are. Sam, <laughs> in America. Yes, for context, in America. Big yes. man things right there. <laughs> So good. So Sam, you work for Accenture. How did you get into it? How did you get into cloud? Oh, Just give us sure. A I mean, I I kind of I got into cloud basically. I would say it's just a, it was a typical career progression. Mm-hmm. I I started in IT in general, so I started with like networking. From there, went into desktop support. You know, that's just like just the regular person fixing people's computers. I used to be that guy in school that, you know, you call and be like, oh, my computer is having issues and I'll help you format it or, oh, you know, install. all love that guy. You know. <laughs> For real. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Lifesavers. You know? I had like a bunch of laptops at my apartment, just random people, you know, bring in stuff. And from there, I started working in the company. My first position was a desktop support person. So, you know, just helping people fix their stuff. And then from there, I got another position, kind of got promoted to a systems administrator. Well, I was a junior systems administrator at the time. The organization I worked, we we had like servers within the organization and we kind of managed that in-house. And from there, you know, I, I got another position where we actually had servers that were not in-house this time, they were in the cloud. And, you know, that's how I kind of call myself a cloud professional. Right now. That's how you found your one true love. That's my one okay. true love, indeed. Yes. Awesome. 
So, Timmy, can I just ask um, Sam, Sam, what's the silliest thing you ever had someone call you with regards to like fixing, you know, when it comes to computers? Uh, okay. okay, that was a long time ago, but I do have this particular situation where like this woman called me on the phone and I did not want to go to her desk. So like, yeah. she, you know, they call you on the phone and like, oh, my screen is just black. And yeah. I was like, what's going on? What could it be? Like, did you click this? Did you click that? And she was just like saying yes and no. And answer my questions, and I was just like, "All right, you know what? I'm just gonna walk over there." And then I walked over there. Oh no! And I know found what it out is. that she 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 did not turn it on. She did not turn her monitor on. And I was just like, click on the button, and it just turned on. I was like, "Okay, well, you know, you have to be nice." So. Do you know I was what? Like, that's actually happened to me. And yeah. you, as Wait. soon as you said you got up, I was like, oh. Wait, which oh. one? Were you the woman in this situation yeah. or were you me? Sam, come on. <laughs> <laughs> you know this thing, yeah, where it's like you call like IT support and you're like, oh, I have this issue. And then it starts working. <laughs> they get, it's so annoying. I mean, it's not as bad as this woman that didn't even like turn she on her. She didn't turn on the monitor. <laughs> But that's how you know some people have no ideas how computers work. So it's like it's just very interesting. You kind of get to be more empathetic to them. Mm. You have to be because you're like, yeah. yeah, I can't, I can't blame you. I mean, this is what I've been yeah. doing for years, True. and you yeah. just don't know how to turn it, turn on the screen. Moving into cloud, what <clears throat> did you study at uni, or did you go to uni? What, what was your journey? What was sure. Your journey? Um, I, I, I did go to uni. <laughs> um, I studied management <laughs> information. <laughs> no, I say that because. <laughs> I say that because not everyone goes to uni and that's not the only path into technology as we all know like a lot of people they just have a lot of interest in it and they just get into it and yeah I I get you I was just answering your question um um, yes I I did go to uni I um I studied management information systems hey um you guys are twins just like uh, yeah twinsies Yeah. yeah Yep, I wish I could give you a high five now, but <laughs> virtual high five. But yeah, I studied management information systems. While so funny story is when I started my first class, there was this guy that apparently had a lot of experience. Like his name is Ogechi. Shout out to Oge. If you ever watches this. In our first class, he came and walked up to a bunch of uh, myself and my colleagues and told us, like, oh, you know, he was just talking to us, like asking like what are we interested in? What are we trying to learn? And we're just like, yo, we're just here to school, bro. And he <laughs> said, okay, do we, are we aware that whatever we're going to learn in school, the skill is not going to be useful. Like you can't market it. You can't get a job with that skill. And I was, you know, that kind of got me curious. Like, what do you, what do you mean? I'm, I'm paying tuition here. <laughs> I need to be sure I'm going to get a job after school. Um, and then he kind of like began to break it down to, to me and explain that it's not about your degree. It's actually about what you can do in technology. So you need to actually get a skill. Mm. Um, you need to know how to do stuff. And from there, he, you know, he, he was sort of a mentor to me. He began to train me. I actually, we had like on Sundays, we would, ha- we would schedule like classes and, you know, he would train me on stuff. We started learning. That's how I started learning about how to format people's computers, like how to troubleshoot, how to, you know, do all these little things that you actually wouldn't be taught in a regular university like curriculum so yeah that's 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 kind of how i got into into that nice awesome thank you for that insight sam really great 
to learn more about you, your journey, and how you got to where you are today, which is a big man in Accenture and in the big bucks over in the United States of America. Okay, awesome. <laughs> <laughs> so now we know a bit about Sam. So now we can move on to why you've all tuned into this episode, really, which is cloud. Yeah, what is the cloud? main meal. Um, so Sam has just served us, you know, the appetizer and um... yeah, the entree. <laughs> yeah. So now, yes, Sam, please tell us, you know, educated listener without <laughs> technology know-how, what is cloud? What is that cloud, cloud, cloud? People are always going on about. Is it something in the sky? Can I touch it? What is it? Where is it? Is um, it all around? It, yeah, it is. It is all around, and you can touch it. Yes, if you want to. Um, but what is cloud? That's the. I guess that's the ultimate question. And I. I like to separate this when people talk about cloud, because cloud. I feel like cloud is different from cloud computing, because cloud consists of cloud computing, and also cloud storage, and a bunch of other cloud services. So, but just basically cloud is when you are using a service that is not on your computer so you're using you're utilizing a service over the internet that is not your own resource i want to go deeper into that but i just want to throw that out there first um just for everybody to understand cloud take is basically in. when you're take using in. a resource that is not your own resource and you're using it over the internet so am okay. i stealing it how what how, how do i get that what does that mean all right. So give me an example, please. Yes. For example, um, if you are using Netflix, right? Mm. I, I believe everybody uses Netflix, but we don't we re we don't realize that next. I Netflix mean, we don't all video. necessarily pay for it, but we all use it. Yeah, that's for sure. Yeah. <laughs> oh, would you pay for Netflix? Um, <laughs> that's just right. to clarify. I am not <laughs> Netflix. I am using. <laughs> else's account that is paid for so it's legal before anyone comes for me there's a few lawyers that listen to this be getting to me about certain things relax <laughs> oh yeah thanks for clearing that up timmy <laughs> but yeah netflix is a it's a it's a typical example of a cloud service that everybody uses netflix is a it's a video streaming platform but before netflix they have always been a video rental platforms or video sales so like video boxes where people just go and just like get like movies and whatever they want to watch mm -hmm. but nowadays we don't have to the blockbusters yeah yeah nowadays you don't have that you don't have to do all that because you have netflix which is in the cloud so you don't have to use mm -hmm. any of you don't have to basically go to any of those blockbusters to get any physical you know cd or dvd or video cassettes for those of us that are old <laughs> <laughs> and, and use that, for, you know, to, to watch your movies, you can just watch it on Netflix. That's just, yeah. a, I, I just want to throw that out there as just like an example oh, of what, yeah. of what anybody can understand by cloud. That's really good. Yeah. Sorry, Sam, let's sure. just take you back a bit to what she said about cloud being utilization of a service. And I love that word service. Cause I, I think, um, before now, you know, probably interacting with someone who doesn't have an understanding of what cloud is, the first thing that might come to mind might be iCloud and simply storage. And what you said was that it's not just storage. So there are different 
things. So what are those different things apart from storage? So ultimately, I will say the only or the major one aside from storage is cloud computing. Okay. So we have cloud storage and mean? we have cloud computing. And in order to go deeply into cloud computing, I want to like take a step back and talk about the history in general, right? Previously, if you say you wanted to have a web application, right? I don't know, Tammy, what's your favorite app? Oh, that's a tricky question. My favorite app. Any, any app that comes to mind? Probably my banking app. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. So say Tammy has a banking app. I, I want to say, I don't want to ask you what your bank is, but say Bank of America is uh mm. is the app that that i use or ha i have they have an app right back in the day if they wanted to create an app for their users one of the first things that they would think about is we need to buy servers what's a server a server is just is a computer just a big computer so a regular computer but a big one so if you have a regular computer oh. it's probably like eight gig a server probably has like you know 32 gig or sometimes more cool um, and you can't and you can't keep it in your house simply put you, you probably Yes, that's yeah. that's a server. A server is just one of those big. Um, it's a big computer that has huge capacity. That yes, a lot of people have probably just never seen one. Capacity but in terms of processing. In um, terms of computing. Computing. Yes, in terms of processor, in terms of storage, in terms of just it, it has a large capacity in general. Right. Okay. So you want to build a, or you want to start you want to create a banking app. You're going to have to buy a server. As we, we just said, these are big computers, so they're definitely going to be very expensive. Aside from that, you also have to build a data center because you're not going to just buy one server. You're actually going to need a lot of servers and you need a data center for them to all be stored. Why do you need, Would, why do you need a data center? Why can't you just have one server? Because a server might not be able to handle all your clients. So yeah. you, you, have a, you have a server, one person can connect to that server, that's all fine and good. But then when you have a hundred users on your app, that server might not be enough. Yeah, because bear in mind, Bank of America, my bank in the UK has millions of users. So they need to have enough capacity, like Sam mentioned, to be able to provide the service that the app does for all those users. So one server will not suffice. You have to have a whole lot of those, which is why you need a data center. Exactly. So now when we talk, when we think about that, you can see that we are talking about a big data center here. So you are talking about close to hundreds of servers. You need a big data center. You have to talk, think about power. You have to think about air conditioning. You have to think about building maintenance and you have to think about just overall cost of maintaining or just physical security, people. physical security, just the cost mm -hmm. of employing people to kind of manage all of that infrastructure okay. before you build your app. But then even when you manage to have all this, then you have some other issues, right? Say, for example, you expected 500 users and all of a sudden you find out that there's 2000 users that want to use your app, mm -hmm. but you already planned for 500 users. What do you do? Now you have to build another data center. And how quickly can you servers. do that? Of course, that's is, you obviously cannot do that very quickly. Mm -hmm. um, that takes time, that takes planning, and that takes a lot of money. And and some some companies would just rather not do it. So you find companies actually not expanding because they are not willing to take on the infrastructure costs to mm -hmm. to do that. That's what used to happen back in the day. But then companies like Amazon came into the place, right? And they began to build extremely big data centers. Amazon, Microsoft. Azure, Google Cloud, these are like companies that have come into this space. They build massive data centers where now you as a company 
Bank of America wants to set up an app, you don't have to consider all this costs that we talked about earlier, which is the servers, the data center, and all that stuff. Now, all you have to do is just go into any of their systems and ask them that you want this amount, literally any amount of servers you want, and they will provide it for you. You don't even have to pay upfront, you actually pay for what you use. So if you have 100 users, you're going to be paying for only 100 users. You have 500 users, you pay more for 500 users and so on and so forth. That is what cloud computing is about. At that point when businesses or people do not have to worry about building or managing those physical hardware resources on their own, but actually can leverage what everybody calls public cloud nowadays, which is again, like I mentioned, AWS, Amazon AWS, Microsoft Azure, Google Cloud, Alibaba Cloud, all these cloud providing uh, service, Oracle Cloud, um, IBM. IBM. Um, come on, give us another one, Timmy. Um, I run out. <laughs> you run out. But yes, those are those are the main ones. Sure, Dell have something. Dell. <laughs> um, EMC. I don't think they do, but there's like Digital Ocean and a bunch of others that that are okay. out there as well. So just the description that you just gave us. There a term for that? So I will define that as that's that is one form of cloud computing, and that's usually referred to as infrastructure as a service, IaaS. There's other types of cloud computing services. We have PaaS, which is platform as a service. And we also, we have SaaS, which is software as a service. Well, IaaS is what I referred to earlier, which is basically you kind of get, you get infrastructure from, from these cloud providing companies, from these public cloud providers, and you use that to build your application and scale your application and, and whatnot. We have PaaS, which is basically just a layer of abstraction that is put on top of the IaaS platform. This is like, this is the least popular one because not everybody can like offer it, but it's actually only offered by, I believe, AWS, Amazon, AWS, Google Cloud, all the, all the public cloud platforms that we mentioned earlier. Some of their services are PaaS. And then we have software as a service, which is SaaS. This is actually the most popular one. So when I mentioned Netflix earlier, that is an example of software as a service. You know, when we talk about, when we think about Dropbox and we think about a bunch of other applications like this, these are software access service. And these are the ones that are more open to regular users. That I was going to say, say things like Netflix that you talk, Netflix is software as a service, right? So is your banking app. So is your Gmail. stock trading app, Gmail. Outlook. Any application on your phone, basically, or on your laptop is software as a service. Google Docs, Google Sheets, yes. Excel, PowerPoint, Teams, yes. Zoom, all of that. Yes. Because you don't need to do any coding or anything. You just use, you just take the software and use it on a subscription basis over the internet and over i think the that's internet. the that's the very important factor there with uh, cloud computing is it has to be used over the internet that's what that's a good point yeah. makes it cloud so computing. is it so is that why it's called cloud because it's over the internet and we can it's intangible we can't touch it because it's in the sky it's in the sky <laughs> so i yes, heard the I, really, I would say that yeah i heard a really good definition of the cloud recently actually which was like the cloud is just someone else's data center, basically. I've had people ask me, like, what is the cloud? Like, does it exist? Yeah, it exists. It's literally what Sam said. It's a server computer somewhere. And all that we have with this wave of cloud computing, our public 
cloud computing is that Amazon, Google, Microsoft are saying, let us look after the management of all these thousands of servers. And as a result, they enjoy economies of scale. So they can build thousands of square feet of data centers and get it their operating costs really cheap. So that's like the electricity, the water, because you need, with a data center, you need uninterrupted power supply, for example. If you as a business, let's say Toulouse Sam and I wanted to start a business and we said, let's run a server, we would have to make sure we wanted to run a website off that. We would have to make sure that was up all the time for all our users, which would bring a cost to us. But if we say, let's offload that to Amazon, and if we're buying one server, it's going to be a lot more expensive than if we just offload it to Amazon and pay them per usage, like Sam was saying. So we only pay for what we use. So there's there's a huge benefit to users in terms of going into the cloud. And then also for the companies, I think Amazon, how much do Amazon make from AWS now? Do you know? It's a lot of money, isn't it? Yeah, it's a lot of money. I don't know the exact amount, but I know um, it's billions a few of years ago, it's, it's it's close to 70 something percent yeah. of the revenue that Amazon in general. What are some other examples of cloud computing that you can think about or the cloud in general? Sure. You know, one, one, you know, I, I like to separate that into two parts. So mm-hmm. there's regular cloud computing that regular, that regular users are exposed to. Um, and there's regular, and then there's cloud computing that businesses are, mm-hmm. you know, use or take advantage of. So, you know, regular users use Dropbox, that's cloud storage, which is some form of cloud service. And then you have, you know, stuff like Netflix. You also have stuff like uh, Google Stadia, which is a gaming platform. Basically, you do not have yeah. to own your own console. You can basically um, be signed up to Google Stadia and you can connect to basically like a high performing gaming console online. <clears throat> um, for businesses, we can have, um, like we, you mentioned earlier, Alibaba Cloud, Google Cloud, Amazon AWS. These are cloud services that are available to businesses to use to perform whatever they want to use for. So I get what you're saying in terms of services like Google Stadia, YouTube, Gmail, and so on. So what are the benefits to businesses for being in the cloud? So we as consumers, I see our obvious benefits. We are able to take advantage of services like video streaming via Netflix, uh, file sharing via Dropbox, Google, Google Drive. As a business, let's say, whatever use case, why would I want to be in the cloud? Why do I use the cloud or do I use the cloud at all? Sure. So we, we mentioned earlier about the cost cutting option where you don't, you, for example, you don't have to have a lot of capital cost or fixed cost that you would use in setting up a server, setting up a data center. You don't, you don't have that anymore. You basically pay for what you use. So as a business, say, for example, you want to test your, you know, your idea, you want to test your business, you know, feature, for instance, now you do not have to buy a whole server. You do not have to set up a whole data center just to experiment, right? You can basically experiment on the cloud. You can test and you can only pay, you would only have to pay for, you know, that little amount of usage that you have. Um, Another thing is security. Like you basically do not have to, you do not have to set up your own security. Yeah, it is easy. Well, security is easier to manage your security on the cloud. And also a very, another key factor is uh, availability of your systems. So if you were to manage your own data center, you had to deal with your application being unavailable most of the time. 
or any at any time if there are issues you you know you have to design disaster recovery solutions so you have to make sure like you have your own design solutions if if your data center goes down if there's a fire in your data center if any of these things happen you have to be responsible for making sure that your application is still available for your users one way or the other but now you don't have to do with that because a lot of these public cloud platforms actually have built-in disaster recovery solutions built-in high available or high availability solutions and redundancy involved like in the redundancy built in their structure right from the jump so what are some of your favorite applications of cloud of the cloud that you've worked on or you've like experienced yourself i mean i've worked with a bunch of them but i would just say straight up the, the most exciting one that i've worked with so far is a uh, serverless serverless i just i just want to see the look on your face when i said that <laughs> so what is serverless right is that what you're going to ask me tolu yes yes okay serverless basically takes cloud one step further we talked about how you know you do not have to set up your own you do not have to build your own data centers but you have to build your app you have to set up your servers on you know your, you have to set up your resources on whichever public cloud platform you choose to you to use now serverless is a step further which is a, a lot of these public cloud platforms offer serverless but what serverless is does or what serverless basically does is that they allow you to only bring your code to their to their platform you, you do not have to set it up you do not have to monitor it you do not have to set up management for your servers you do not have to set up anything all you yeah, have to, no networking no, no networking. security no storage no compute just bring your code deploy it and they'll run it for you yes and 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 even better they only charge you when your code is executed yes. yes so that that's a that's a very exciting part of cloud computing that i think is worth looking into yeah it's another acronym for you guys function as a service fast fast oh wow <laughs> but doesn't that then overlap with some of the stuff we already talked about, like IaaS, PaaS, like... It's kind of an, yes. I think it's an evolution of PaaS. It's even, yes. it's it's like a step beyond a platform as a service. So platform as a service, there's still some other things you have to configure, but function as a service is literally like Sam said, you're literally just deploying code, that's it. So it's very, in a way, it makes it even simpler. Give us some of the benefits of functional <laughs> I mean, yeah, you've you've touched on most of the points. Like it's it allows you to very easily deploy your application. Like even though cloud computing has already made it extremely mm -hmm. easy, developers still have to deal with setting up their servers. You still have to deal with making sure you set up the environment. Like anybody that's a developer knows that deploying your application is a whole other beast on its own like even after you write the code and test the code like now you have to deploy it and you have to deploy it with servers or with resources and also make sure that you deploy enough resources for it to be managed or for it to be usable right mm -hmm. uh, serverless means basically takes your code and they scale it up for you as needed so they you know all you do is give them the code and you only pay for when it's executed you don't have to worry about anything and basically whenever users you know whatever amount like however like the scale of your users go if you have 10 users and you go to a thousand users at one point they will still be able to handle the increase in load so mm -hmm. that's that's an interesting thing about serverless as well that's really cool and by them just to touch on you referring to the cloud providers like 
AWS as you. Um, I, I am, yes. IBM. Okay, cool. Thank you. So I think you've um, really done a great job like breaking down what cloud is. Um, thank you. So what would you say that you are most excited about with cloud computing and what are your biggest concerns? Well, I was, I was recently reading something and it talked about how AI, not to kind of, you know, go back to your last episode. Um, no, but, we like it. Yeah. We like the book. But, let's let's, let's so, take our, our listeners on a journey. AI, yes. now cloud, and now they're coming together. Would you look at that? Yep. So if you guys are interested in learning more about AI, you can check out the first episode of Let's Talk. Hey. Hey. We didn't even tell him to say uh, that. Yeah, that's really good. <laughs> so AI has actually been around for quite a while. But then it seemed as if one of the biggest hurdles that they had was lack of computing power and lack of storage capacity to handle all the amount of data that is needed in, in a lot of instances. With cloud computing, these hurdles can actually be bit, right? So they can actually take advantage of huge compute capacities that are available. And you, you don't have to spend a lot of time building these infrastructures. You can actually focus on building the uh, AI, you know, code or whatever it is that the AI people do. Um, but you don't, you don't have to deal with writing, you know, you don't have to deal with the infrastructure that is needed. Cloud computing is, I, I think this is one thing I'm excited and I'm looking forward to see cloud computing and AI come together. That's really cool. I like that. And I like yeah. that you, you linked it to our previous episode. Back to, yeah, that's pretty cool. With, yeah. with no prompting for us. That was completely natural, guys. So I love that. I think that's a really good point because and it's like, well, when we spoke about last episode, what is technology? We're talking about making life easier, innovate, innovation. And I think that's what I really like about the cloud because it's removing a certain aspect. So we're talking about removing hardware management and a bunch of other stuff we've spoken about. And it allows you to focus on, okay, now I no longer have to worry about that. What can I do with code? Like you said, with functions of the service. What can I do with algorithms? What can I do with models? And now I can store it in someone else's data center so I can go huge with this. I can really go as far as my mind can take me. And we've seen some really cool stuff, like something like Netflix. When we really think about it, it's amazing to think about because they have thousands of movies. Not just that. It's not just you go in and search for a movie. They also have created an algorithm that is tailored to each user profile, right? So when I log in, I see continue watching, I see recommended, I see top picks that is tailored for me. That is artificial intelligence. That is based on what I watch. It then learns what I like and recommends similar things to me. So like you said, that is, that's like, I, I agree with you. I think that's really cool yeah, um, that when you we think about cloud computing. Yeah, because yeah. it's like, being uncumbered from those kind of hardware, cars, blah, blah, blah. It then allows you to innovate more. And we're seeing a lot of really cool things like even Uber, things that like some of our favorite applications now have come from as a result of being in the cloud. You can focus on delivering ease and solutions to the user because you don't have to worry about all of that stuff. It's, Absolutely. it's really quite interesting. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah, there's been, and that's also another thing that I'm really excited about because I, you know, I'm, I like to see startups. I like to see new companies come up mm. you know, with new ideas. So just seeing that a lot of these companies are, you know, 
literally can come up with their ideas, even if it doesn't work. A lot of them may not work, but the fact that they can still put their ideas out there, they can bring it to life and bring it to their customers because of cloud computing. I think that's really, that's a really beautiful thing. Yeah, that testing capacity, right? Because it, because you can pay, you can pay for a cloud, you can spin up a computer in someone else's cloud and test something. If it works, great. If it doesn't, oh well, I tried. And that's how we get innovation, right? Trial and error. You're not going to get it right first time, but being given that space to kind of fail, if you will, and also succeed. So yeah, I, I never thought about it that way. That's that's really nice perspective. So I like that. Yes. And you um, asked me what were my biggest concerns? Yes. Well, something I mentioned earlier was security. And I think Tammy uh, was kind of reacting some type of way. Um, but yes, yeah, security is it's, it's a concern I have with cloud computing, even though it's an advantage in, in some way. But the big issue with security is that in cloud computing, if you're not capable or if you do not have the, the skills or the experts that are able to help you secure your cloud computing, because it's available over your, your cloud computing environment, because you are open to the internet, you can easily be uh, be hacked or you can easily be, you know, exposed to any kind of security, um, you know, vulnerabilities and stuff like that. Uh, a typical example is how someone reached out to me recently and told me about how all their the files in their S3 buckets were deleted. And they only saw like a yeah. file in there that says, you know, pay a certain amount of Bitcoin in order to get oh, your wow. data back. And he was like begging to find ways to get his data back. You know, oh, um, these are the, these, these are, this is a security issue that a lot of people face with cloud because they do not know how to secure their systems. So if you're going to be, you know, involved in cloud computing, keep in mind that security is, is, it's an important thing to actually make sure you, you know, you set up. And another thing actually that is, that concerns me about cloud computing is, is the impact of the outages that, that come up whenever mm. it's the cloud computing situation. So, you know, we all are basically sharing infrastructure. <laughs> you know, we, we are all relying on say AWS, Amazon AWS or Google cloud. There's a lot of companies that kind of use their solutions and there's more companies that will continue to use their solutions. But what this means is if they have an issue, say AWS at some point had, you know, maybe an engineer did something and kind of, you know, deleted a bunch of yeah mistake stuff. which you happens know, right? mistake which yeah. happens you know or it's just a power issue it could also even be like a natural disaster whatever it is they do a lot of these systems have like high availability and redundant setups in place but still stuff happens my issue with that is when things like that happens there's a wider impact so you find out if something happened in amazon or whatever cloud service provider is out there you find out that multiple companies are affected. For example, you find out maybe Twitter is affected. You find out maybe Slack is affected. You find out maybe, you know, you're just wondering why are all these yeah. applications yeah, not And that's because yeah. they're all on one exactly. provider. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. It, it gets bigger. So the more, the more systems actually go on there, the more we like these impacts will actually be felt on a wider. Okay. Do we feel like the average listener will have understood what the cloud is? Is that a question for me? That's a question for Alexa. <laughs> this is up to you. Again, yeah. we, we, we throw it out to you. I mean, I certainly yes. hope that they have more understanding than, you know, when we started this conversation. So, yeah, Sam, I think, I think you've done a good job. You've broken it down really well for us. Like to said, I liked your initial definition and how you built that up and some of the really practical applications. 
I like what you said about what's to come and your concerns. And we hope you've all gotten something out of this and you understand what the cloud is a bit more. It's not some thing in the cloud floating above our heads. But let us know. Have you understood it? Thank you for all your feedback with regards to episode one and two. And as I'm sure you've noticed, we've made some changes based on your feedback. So we're not, we're talking the talk and we're walking the walk. Thank you guys. You're shaping this to be um, something we can all enjoy and we hope you are. So keep keep the comments coming in. We're taking it on board and we're applying it where we can. Coming up next on season one of Let's Talk Text Breakdown Season, we are going to be talking about data analysis. So tune in in two weeks time where we will take you through a breakdown of what is data analysis in simple to understand terms, give you loads of real world examples and practical applications. Please, as we've said, we're really loving your feedback and all the comments and you're really helping to shape this show. Please keep those coming. You can drop us a message, ask any questions, any queries on our Instagram handle, which is at A-F-T-E-R-G-R-A-D. G-I-S-T. That is at AfterGradGist on Instagram. So yeah, thank you so much for listening, everyone. We look forward to hearing your comments. Please let us know if you have any specific questions around anything we've spoken about in these first few episodes, or if there is anything in particular you'd like us to go through in the next few weeks. Thank you all. Cool. <laughs> thank you so much, Sam. We really yeah, thanks, Sam. Um, yeah. Thanks for bringing your expertise. But most importantly, breaking it down for us in a simple to understand way. Thank you. No problem. Thank you for having me. Thank you all for listening to Let's Talk Cloud. And we'll see you next time in two weeks. Ciao.